0: A Paiso Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone. ...to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 61. So, when last we left you... Yes. ...you had completed day one of the Rushlight Tournament. Yes. Uh, Tristan had come fourth in the archery, but first in the Caster's Ball. Yep. Kaylin qualified for the Rushlight Joust, uh, and, um... ...they read to a beer-drinking side quest right up his alley. Ah, uh, Yes. Uh, now for a word from us sportsers. the clockwork king had uh, asked you to give up your sword your wife and your friend uh, yep. for face ruin
1: and I had turned him down yep. again for some reason yep.
0: and that was before the caster's ball then he had the caster's ball till sort of 12.31ish you know, in the morning
1: and at which point he will hastily go crash out
0: everybody has crashed out yep Oh, yeah, somebody summoned Titania to dance with them.
1: Yep, that was, which was a brilliant notion, which did not result in their inevitable death. I trust he's duly grateful to me. Mm-hmm. Well, he probably isn't, because I didn't explicitly tell him I saved his life, but I did sort of gently hint that maybe he doesn't want to
0: do that anymore. Okay, and then... Day two of the Rushlight Tournament, dawned. This morning there is log chopping. Yes. Uh, in the afternoon there is the boulder challenge, and in the evening there is general revelry. Yep. Uh, usually with something special happening, but it's not an official. It's, it's, it's not a contest. It yep. is a. Um, it is an event.
1: Yep. Okay, so Caelan um, wants to retrain himself for log chopping. Yep so what kind of feats might be beneficial to a man seeking to chop logs
0: okay i will explain to you how the log chopping works
1: thank you sure
0: okay so the log chopping is a test of strength and skill uh the contest is to determine how many logs each contestant can chop through in a minute flat yeah um and we literally measure it round by round yep um So, you get your choice of either a Masterwork Great Axe or a pair of Masterwork Hand Axes. Sweet. Again, to ensure that uh, it's a contest of skill rather than who can buy the plus five-iest weapon. Yep. Um, You have a fairly thick log. um, And... The way this works... All right. So they line up a bunch of logs, each one ten foot apart. Um, you chop at the log until you destroy it. Yeah. Um, until I cut through it, presumably. Yeah, but you've you've got to really cut all the way through it. You're talking about a big thick log here. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's not the kind of thing like cutting through it in one shot it requires absurd absurd levels of power
1: okay yep so i chop it a log until i cut all the way so this is
0: this is not just like cutting firewood this is like it's not quite cutting down trees but it's much closer to cutting down trees than it is to cutting through firewood so destroying one log is actually a reasonable feat yeah um you know, you would expect most people entering this contest to do it, but your average guy is not going to be able to to finish t- a log, chop one of these logs in half in a minute flat. Yeah. Um, so. The log. You get points for each log you destroy. Uh, you get points for damaging a log if you fail to get through, through it right. all the time. Yeah, uh, and you have a preposterously long number of logs, more than anyone has ever achieved. Uh, people, you know, usually do two to three to four, as opposed to twenty kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and what you have is ten rounds to chop through as many of them as you can. Uh, each one is placed ten foot apart. So upon destroying one, you need to move the distance on to the next one. Right, gotcha. Um, they are preposterously easy to hit because they are inanimate logs. Yeah. But you still need to roll to hit them because you can crit fumble. Yeah. Unless you're Kalen.
1: Yeah. Yes, you of course, Can't no, crit fumble. Yes.
0: At which point, actually, I wouldn't um, require you to roll to hit. Right, yeah. If you can work out. How you can hit them automatically because you can't fumble. There's no point having you sit there and roll a bunch of checks unless you want to. Because, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's
1: all right. The um, if I if I can't if I can't miss on a two, then um, there's no point in me reading uh, AC of three. Right, so no, I can't miss on a two, so there's no point because I won't quick fumble.
0: Um, uh, spell casting is absolutely permitted in the tournament, uh, as is use of any. Magical items that are not the axes themselves. Uh, however, you are only permitted to st- to start them once the contest has begun. Yeah. So, for example, if you want to pull out a potion and drink it, that's perfectly acceptable. If you want to put on magical gauntlets that will enhance your strength, then you are obliged to actually put them on. Right. Yep. At the start of the timer.
1: Yep. Gotcha. Uh,
0: so. In terms of what will help you for this, yep, uh, power attack, yep, power attack is an exceedingly useful feat here, yep, because it enables you to deal lots of damage by taking massive penalties to hit, yes, against a completely inanimate object, Um, and in fact, you would expect a large number of people to be using that particular capacity, yep, Uh, so. Feats that would help you. Uh, power attack would. Um, I've got three more slots. I don't believe that. Um, I
1: can take weapon focus great axe, but that gives yeah, me. Weapon
0: focus great axe is is in itself largely useless to you. It will give you a plus one hit, which uh, might be of value to you, but remember, power attack's capped by your base attack bonus anyway.
1: Yeah. Although, depending on how much power attack i make, I may need to actually start making the rolls. It depends on. How far it drops my...
0: I'd be very surprised, because how much base attack have you got? Nine. Okay, and what's your normal melee to hit?
1: Uh, Without a magic
0: weapon, it is uh, 14. So you will hit every time, full power attacking without blinking.
1: Right, yeah. (laughs) So
0: I don't need to worry about hitting at that point. The only point you would have a problem is if your power attack... If you don't have enough strength to hit an AC of three on your own with a base attack uh cleave is pointless to you because yep. you cannot use it the logs are deliberately spaced too far apart for that to be of value makes sense uh weapon focus giving you a bonus to hit is pointless weapon yep. specialization giving you a bonus to damage is not
1: yeah um uh, do why I... has
0: four levels in fighter
1: okay which i have six levels in fighter so
0: you could take that if yep. you so desire
1: but um weapon focus is a prerequisite for it isn't it so yes, i would need to too. take weapon focus things. yep okay good it's, to know
0: uh you're presumably going to double hand as opposed to... Yes, I'm going yeah, with to, it. To weapon fighting and all that sort of stuff is pointless to you. Um, all of the horse feats are largely useless. Yep. Uh, feats that increase your speed are going to be pretty useless to you because you're just not um, incapable of attacking that fast. Um Thing. What else have we got that would be useful to you yeah. here? Uh... Yeah, greater weapon specialization you can't have. I didn't think There's so. insufficient fighter levels to gain it. Uh...
1: There may not be a fourth slot at
0: which point I can just take um, something of general use. Um, Vital strike is the other one that's rules to mind.
1: What's that one do? Uh,
0: it's on a standard attack you can if you've got a base attack of six or higher, you can take it which you should. yeah and on a standard attack you add your weapon damage again.
1: Oh, nice. So
0: the the logic behind it is you can't use it while you're full attacking. Yeah. But it's it's designed for people who want to be able to move and then hit things.
1: Oh, nice. So Kaelin will take power attack, weapon focus, great axe, weapon specialisation, great axe, and vital strike. Okay. It's good to know about vital strike. I'd obviously missed that in my readings of the house rules. Yep. I can see that it could be quite useful in specific circumstances. So, um... Yes, yeah, so Carolyn spends the early gets up quite early despite having gone to bed quite late because he wants to be ready for the tournament. He can always nap during the day. Yep. And then um, spends the, um, the early hours of the morning working out with a, He goes and gets a masterwork great axe, and um, I'm sure someone will loan him one. And spends the morning working out, out with it because he has, he's not very experienced with axes generally. It's not one of his um traditional weapons, mm-hmm. but it turns out it's a big, it's a big slashing, it's a big slashing weapon. Yeah, it's yeah, not too yeah. dissimilar. It's not something
0: that Kalen finds uh, startlingly difficult to operate. Yeah, it's got more heft in the head than the great axe and the great sword, but um,
1: Kalen focuses himself on axe proficiency for the morning. Mm-hmm.
0: Ready. And that is that. Uh, I can draw you a little map with the logs and things if you desire, but it shouldn't be that hard to I, keep track of where no, you are.
1: It, it sounds pretty straightforward and not really necessary.
0: Yeah, it's, necessary. it's only a question of how far you need to move between logs and things. Yeah, no, that's fine. If you could somehow pull off a ten-foot step, that would be very helpful to you. But yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, however, I will explicitly be wearing light armour for this one. Yep. So, just to make... It doesn't seem like being faster will be relevant, but it doesn't seem yeah, like it, it will do
0: me, do me it, any harm. It actually makes a reasonable amount of sense. I mean, you're going to be doing a lot of flexing and swinging and sweeping yep. and all that kind of thing. So Most people don't go out to chop wood in the heaviest armour they can muster.
1: So, well, um, Carolyn will wear his good old magic studded leather yep. that he slips on. Uh, so... It, it, which also means he's a bit less fancy looking, but, you know, it's log chopping.
0: So the rules, uh, blah, 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 um, spellcasting and stuff is allowed, but only once the timer starts, uh, and you are not permitted to damage the logs with anything but the provided axes. Yep. So, well, monks can't go in there and use their
1: hand. Eh? No,
0: because that's a, that, that's a very different, um, Yeah, contest. Contest. Yep. Even though, theoretically, you know, that might actually advantage or disadvantage them slightly. Yeah. Okay. And that is all good. Yes. So whenever you are ready, you may move ahead to the log chopping event.
1: I am ready to move ahead to the log chopping event. Caelan doesn't do any morning intriguing. He spends the morning, you know, working on his axe axe skills.
0: So this is in the same little Coliseum type setup that they had the the joust in. They removed all the jousting pieces and lined up this huge string of logs across the stadium. Um once again you see the people in the good seats are the ones right at the head where the first logs are, and then the people in the cheap seats are all the way down by log number 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are a bunch of essentially ball boys hanging around the side waiting to pick out more logs and lug them in if needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is all good. So, Erivetti stands up. Explains the rules again, um, and we can go through it in a random order. Caitlin can be in wherever you desire.
1: Um, I think, um, continuing to switch up the orders, I'd like yep. Caleb to be in second.
0: Okay. Because
1: I'm keen to get out of the way with the log chopping.
0: Would you like to roll to see who is up first?
1: Sure thing. What am I rolling? Uh,
0: a d6 again. Yep. So six opponents. Four. Rattle, 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 goes the winner representing the kingdom of Nivon, Darman Jot. Excellent. Uh, Dharmon Jot comes forward. He looks over the various axes um, and seems to really actually think about his choice. He stops and looks at the Masterwork Hand axe and looks at the Great Axe as if the two of them are um, both of some interest to him. Uh, in the end, mm-hmm. he will select double-hand axes rather than the double-handed great axe. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there's no denying this would be Cressel's event. If I was getting, you know, I didn't want to broaden it to councillors because it's a bit overcomplicated. But <laughs> uh,
0: and this one has been um, pre-rolled out again, so I'm not going to have to sit here and make a giant t- truckload of rolls. Which is which
1: is just as well because it seems like it would be um, a fair a fair whack of rolls.
0: Uh, and he <clears throat> flexes, twirls the axes a bit, waits for the good little gong, waits for the little gong to begin, and then starts chopping down the logs, um, uh, and he moves down them with the hand axes, and flurries away rapidly, going, <laughs> chopping large chunks out of the first one, um. Chops through it, moves on. You will pretty much see he is hitting it with a lot of strength, with everything he's got. Yeah. He's, and as he moves on, he hits it quite hits the next one quite precisely, as if he's using power attack and vital strike as well. Sweet. Um, he is two weapon fighting with his double hand axes, um, and he swings heavily away, uh, and does a reasonable job at this. For three logs destroyed. He takes the last one down, but doesn't quite have enough time left in his minute to get on to the fourth one. Yep. And go what you know runs towards it, there's the gong and throws the hand axe down into the ground. Looks happy with three logs destroyed and walks off. Yep. Uh, so that is Dumb and Jots. Is three logs destroyed, Kay. and the crowd applauds at this. They are pretty happy with that performance. And then it is Kaylin. I'm just um looking up
1: um power attack. I don't um, usually use it to What's it, my max? It adds
0: two points for every point of base. two points of damage for every point of base attack bonus you're sacrificing.
1: And what can I go up to? What's my? Is it? Is it all the way up to my base attack? You are attack? maxed
0: at your base attack bonus.
1: Right, so I can drop nine.
0: I'm pretty it. confident of that. I can look it up if you, um,
1: if you dispute. No, I don't dispute. I'm just checking. Because, you know, it's about to become important. Alright, and then. I've got a plus five on my second attack.
0: Um. Uh, Power attack, as it transpires, is not a skill, it is a feat. Uh, Yep, the number you subtract may not exceed your base attack bonus. The penalties apply until blah blah blah. if you use it with a 2 hand weapon, add twice the number you subtracted. So, basically, add, you are adding 18 to your damage. Sweet.
1: So, question about f- full attack power attacking. Yep. Um, if I full attack, um, if I power...
0: Mm, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Um, because you are stuck taking that power attack for the entire round. Yeah. Um... And if you full attack, you're then taking it on all your next attacks as well.
1: Yeah, so that means... Which that means,
0: means you might actually end up having to roll um, again. B- roll. At, the at the any line. point where you can hit an AC of three without rolling, because you can't fumble, don't bother to roll.
1: Yeah. Okay, so um, let me just do a little bit of um, noting down here. So, yep. um All right, so I've got a... Where's my uh, base melee attack? is 14 by 9. 9, that's last work, so 15 bar 10. So, if I take power attack of at 9, that's effective 6 and 1. Yeah, so that's going to be rolling. 15. That's going to be rolling the second one. Yeah, so um, I will need to roll to hit on my um, second attack. Yep. But my odds are pretty good, so I'm going to... um. Go for it. Because I'm literally rolling for twos, because I need yep. to re-roll ones. Yep. And... Okay, um, that's a good... So, um, great axe damage. D12. D12, okay. So it's 1D12, and then it is... My normal damage is... Um, plus 5... Um,
0: What's your strength?
1: Uh, but, um, I've got a plus five bonus. Strength is twenty. So that then adds plus seven
0: to it. Yep. All right. One and a half plus
1: Put seven, and then plus eighteen if I'm full power attacking. Correct. Yep.
0: Which get it, this is how power attack is supposed to work. Yeah. If you have a string of inanimate objects that need chopping up, the guy that can hit them really, really hard.
1: And then if I I get to roll a d twelve again if I use vital strike. Correct. Which I do on the round Which you do on
0: any round where you are not not making a full
1: attack. Okay, I believe I am prepared to actually chop these locks. Kaelin moves up to the first loin. Representing
0: the kingdom of Stagthorn, Kaelin Thorn.
1: Paul, immediately and with no pause for thought, pulls a large masterwork um, great axe off the wall.
0: Yep. And Kaelin turns around and just double handed chops straight down. (laughs) And begin chopping the first log. Okay, so uh, we can keep the rounds tracked openly if you want to do it on the extra track, or I can just do it and tell you how many you've got left.
1: Um, what, what would be easier for you?
0: Whatever works for you, dear. Okay, why
1: don't you just track them then? Uh,
0: in fact, why don't we do this in a smart way, instead of a stupid way. You're at round ten, counting down. Ah, uh, nice. Okay. So um Using this does
1: the round start with Kalen standing next to the log? Correct, you start at
0: the first log.
1: Cool. So I am full attacking the first log. Yep. Okay, so I roll my first attack, I get, yep. and it. I roll damage. Okay, and that is fifteen plus eighteen is um thirty
0: three. Yep. You can have the calculator if you want one. Yeah,
1: I think what I'm actually going to do is just do a little bit of advanced maths.
0: And with one big swing, you chop about a quarter of the way through the log.
1: Sweet. <laughs> All right, and then I roll to... Yep, for second my attack six. of round one. Second attack, I hit. And I roll damage. Oops. On the table, which is uh, twenty-eight for the second attack.
0: Yep. Mm. The log looks like it is about half chopped through. Sweet. And that is round one. Yep. Nine to go. The crowd cheers. Mm. Woohoo! Go, Kanglin Go! Why, as you just there's no subtlety or grace in this. Yep. You just smash the big giant double-handed great axe. Through the log, chopping downward as as hard as you can.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same again? Same again, full attack again. Okay, so first attack, I get
0: 36. Uh, eight. Yep, the log looks chopped that heavily, but it is not destroyed yet. Yep. And I hit with the second one, and,
1: um, get 26. Uh.
0: And at that, you smash through the second log. Yep. smash through the log on your second blow. Yep. And that ends your round. Yep. And the crowd cheers as you destroy a log. Third round.
1: Okay. Carolyn moves ten feet towards the second log. Yep. At which point, standing next to the second log, he makes a single attack. Yep. Um, So he is... um, can still power attack for the. can decking. still
0: power attack, and yep. there's no incentive not to, given you're going to hit it anyway.
1: Yep, so I power attack and vital strike.
0: Go for it. Okay,
1: so I'm going to roll the dice twice and then yep. add the um, bonus. So that's 8 plus
0: 1, so 9 plus uh, 34 on his... Um... Okay, you hit it, 34 on your first blow, and it is damaged. Yep.
1: Okay, and I full attack. I full attack it again. yep. Helicopter, I saw them. Why am I rolling? That's my second attack. I roll my first yep, attack.
0: Yeah, I understand what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if you do not. Alright, um, 37 on the first attack. Yep. Uh, well, I could probably actually use a calculator. No, I was wondering if that might actually be beneficial. I did not actually say it because my
0: brain is small and feeble. Mm-hmm. But you are very cute and very strong. So 37? Yep. Yeah, the log is uh, slightly over half half cut through yep
1: and I attack hit with my second one on that and um, get a 27 second seven on the second blow 27
0: and the log is severely damaged well, round five you're still on log number two okay.
1: If I choose to power attack and cut through it in my first blow, can I move or have I committed myself to no, the... No, you
0: are not committed to a full attack until you take your the second, second attack. attack.
1: Sweet. Okay, then I will um, begin my full attack on the second log. Yeah. And I
0: get 35. Which will destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> you cut clean through it. Okay,
1: at which and point then I... you move. And then I move.
0: And then it is round six.
1: Yep. So, at which point I will... But
0: you, you can see why people don't manage to destroy 10 logs. Yeah, really.
1: yeah, yeah. That's um, certainly eating up the time. Alright, so I will full attack the yep. logs. So I will not roll that. I will roll my damage on the first one. So that's 30. Yep. Good job adding up the damage quickly. Bravo. And then
0: I don't miss. Yep.
1: And it is 35.
0: Okay, again that one is about halfway through damaged. Sweet. Round seven.
1: Okay. And I get a thirty-three on the first hit.
0: Yep. Yep, it is very badly damaged.
1: Okay, and I roll for the second hit and don't miss and get twenty seven.
0: do it uh, that
1: causes a look up in the rules is the log just destroyed or just not destroyed
0: uh, does not quite smash the it damn
1: oh that's going to be nasty alright and I will that will end that round yep yep because I've made two attacks
0: yes it will Round eight.
1: Okay, and I will
0: swing at that log. Um, incidentally, I have not made this abundantly clear, but basically, the logs have hardness in and of themselves, which there is nothing you can do about. If you could use your adamantine weapon, this would be easier. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but effectively, this is what's resisting your axe. The right. log has a, a big pile of hit points and inherent hardness.
1: Right. yep yeah, that's fine. As you say, it's not like there's anything I can do about that if if Caleb had intrinsic generate hardness on weapon powers.
0: Log number three is largely hanging by a thread. Yep.
1: So I will chop it. Yep. So first attack goes in and deals it 26 damage. At
0: which point it splitters into pieces. You are three logs. Three logs destroyed, none damaged.
1: Yep. And I will
0: move. Move on. Yep. You are on log number four. It is round nine of ten. Right. No pressure. Whether you destroy it or not, you get partial points for damaging, damaging yet, it, which you will almost certainly achieve.
1: Yep, yeah, but I want to try and destroy it. Yep. And I begin my full attack on round nine. Yep. Okay, that was a good solid number. That's the kind of number I want to see. That's a 34.
0: Yep. Watcha.
1: And I missed the second shot. Piss.
0: And Kaylin's really starting to sweat here, like... You're you're actually very used to making lots of shots in combat, but this is much more methodical. It's just the same blow over and over again. To be honest, this strikes me as the sort of job that Kalen has never actually done before. Like you're not that domestic, so you probably don't do a lot of firewood chopping.
1: I can see. I think certainly
0: it... you're not a lumber. You're not a, a lumberjack.
1: I do a bunch of. You know, I've, particularly when the township was first doing, mm. that, I did a bunch of building things, you know, lifting things and con- general construction work around the town, holding yeah. things and helping people. But I think even for someone as strong as Kellen. The sheer brute force that I'm applying, you know, I didn't always do the same thing exactly over and over again. Of course, in
0: combat, you're used to dodging and weaving that. And I didn't, I didn't
1: do it, you know, when you're not when you're not under time pressure, you don't do every single blow as hard as you possibly can. So
0: here, the muscles pull, and you thunk down next to the log, just shaving a little chip off it. Yeah, and there's an ooh from the crowd.
1: Yep. And that's, that was both my attacks. That's yep. that round.
0: And it is round ten. Can you finish this log off? <laughs> it would be reasonably difficult to do. Yeah, but we shall see.
1: Oh, that's not great. Twenty-six.
0: Uh, yep. All right. Let's... The log it looks like it's about half damaged.
1: Yep. And then I don't miss, which is definitely going to help. And then nice big number off that. Oh, that's the stuff. Thirty-six.
0: Yeah, it is a, a very valiant effort as you hack savagely at the th- at the fourth log, trying to cut through it. But as you swing back, there is the gong, and you know you're close to cutting it through, but uh, you would need another solid swing to yeah. achieve it.
1: Yeah. No, if I hadn't missed that, um, if I hadn't missed that shot, I might I might have pulled it off. But
0: three logs. Destroyed, one log damaged.
1: And um Caitlin will actually sag back slightly and um go and sit down in a very funky sort of way. <laughs> He'll have someone bring him a beer.
0: <laughs> and the crowd will applaud this quite enthusiastically. Yeah. That's that's a reasonably good result as well. Yeah, as yeah, I, I mean I'm I
1: am i I'm I'm I think it was a good effort. I just would have liked to get that fourth log. But yes, go go power attack. That was all that was all the power attack. <laughs>
0: Okay, and then we are just down for the rest of them going through. Yep,
1: so I've got my d6 here to yep. roll. Um... Yep, go for it. I've got a 3.
0: Representing. Uh, 3 would be. Representing Grolton. Ord of Grolton. Uh, he is one of the guys in the joust, I believe. Yes, he.
1: he I remember his name, but I'm not certain if we, he's actually competed in anything. It, the name rings a vague bell, but I'm not certain if that's just from the joust or if I've seen him competing in anything. Oh, system. he was the archer as well. Ah, yes, right, yes.
0: Um, he is a he is a half el- half elven man. Yeah. Um, who looks of reasonably slight build. Yeah. Um, I, as I recall, he wasn't very good in the archery. Uh, he had very poor luck. Yeah. He proceeded to whiff several times. Yeah. Um, which, you know, yeah, from Caelan's impression, you know, he managed to come last in the archery. Yeah. From the GM point of view, it was because he rolled, like, three, three, four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: Okay, and Ward will stand up. He will take double hand axes as well. And... Flicks at them. Uh, unsurprisingly, he starts power attacking as well. Pretty much every one of this tournament seems to be heavily abusing power attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oddly enough, like it's the the really obvious strategy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he seems to have a very interesting technique with his hand axes. Dam and Jot pretty much swung them from side to side with massive amounts of strength. He flicks his in a fashion that you've actually seen Kressel do, where he holds them much closer to his wrists. And just moves in and slashes like a buzzsaw. Each individual shot is not particularly strong. But he hits them extremely fast. And there's this sort of chip, 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 blur of wood. He cuts through one. He cuts through the other. He cuts through one. He moves down. He cuts through the next one for two destroyed. Starts chipping away at the third one. Looks up where there is a guy... You know, counting down the time very openly. I'm not sure how they would do that actually. Probably literally out loud.
1: Yeah, or, or like a little bell, a little bell dings each um
0: each second. D-
1: well, it's probably a bit fast, isn't it? Like, but, yeah, no. It would be I, I would think counting, so yeah.
0: There's a guy standing off to the side with a with a megaphone, very much doing the. You know, you have 60 seconds to complete this. You know, 57. 58. He has chipped away at his log but is definitely nowhere near cutting through it. And then he turns around and hurls the two hatchets down the line and hits the next log and then hits the one after that. Ha! And there's some, you know, 60! Ding! And there's some sort of from the crowd. No No one seems to be quite sure whether that's Legal or not. Whether that
1: counts as damaging those two.
0: I mean, generally speaking, you're. you're, um, There's nothing. There's certainly no rules prohibiting you throwing things at them. Um, The the expectation is that you will destroy the log and then move on to the next one instead of just damaging them. So there's a bit of murmuring about whether this is uh, bending the rules too far or whether it's simply clever play. Yeah. And this gets debated some time, and Erevehi pulls out. Conclave. (laughs) Gets the kings together again. Oh yeah,
1: yep. Kalen will stagger up and go join in. He'll put down his, he'll leave his beer in his seat so as to look kinglier.
0: And there's some debate about whether this is um, uh, a legal play or not unsurprisingly Marnius Chalon, the King of Grolton firmly argues that you know it's it's very clever it, it's simply clever play it's not my fault your rules didn't account for it Mm-mm. oh oh, clockwork king mm-hmm. um, and there is some debate on this Caelan as a PC do you have an or to weigh in on either side of this
1: no Caelan's not sure it was a clever idea and if he just hit the next log Kalin would be all for granting it but yep. moving on and Hitting it. it, On the one hand, it was a clever idea. On the other hand, he didn't really actually. He didn't proceed through the logs. If it was just he'd finished one log and then he threw the hand axis to damage the next, that would be one thing. But. Caelan's not sure about that. He, he's kind of listening to what the other kings think. Okay, I will cast Stagthorn's vote, but yep. I'm not in, casting. I'm, I'm in, not so putting much of my in order. the
0: absence of you endeavouring to stand up and convince the other king, the other rulers of something in particular. You go to a vote, basically. Yep. Um. So Caelan may vote yay or nay.
1: Um. I think I'm going to call nay. It's a clever yep. idea. And Kalen will say it's a clever idea, but he thinks it goes against the spirit of the contest a
0: little. Yep. So. Uh, the yays and nays. Caelan, uh, vote, votes nay. Uh, to Gralton, unsurprisingly, Yikes. votes yay. Yeah. Um, I also don't care very much about how much Gralton likes me. That's kind of a done deal. <laughs> uh, going down the list... Uh, the Clockwork King will vote against it. Yep. Uh, Daggermark will vote for it.
1: Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Clever
0: yes. abuse of the rules, being right up there, Ali. Yep. Um, Celine really hums and haws about this, and then says, you know, ultimately, I believe we should let a clever play stand where it stands and change the rules for next time. If this is a problem, votes for yay. Yep. Um. Uh, this is an insult to the intent this is an insult to the intent of the competition says the true knight of the longs yeah because
1: it's not a clever play he could use Uh,
0: votes nay and then Drelev finishes by voting nay as well oh okay Um, unless you want to strongly argue for it no one else is voting he should be DQ'd merely the two damaged logs do not count no Mm -hmm. uh, which gives him a total of two destroyed one damaged
1: yep No, I, I, I'm, I'm certainly not arguing that he should be disqualified. I just don't think he really damaged those last two by the intent of the rules.
0: All right. Next one. Yes. Rollathon. Uh D4. One, two, three, four. Yep, four left.
1: Uh,
0: it's a three. Representing the first world, the true knight of thorns.
1: Ooh, Kalen sits up a bit.
0: Yeah. He again looks at the two weapons, um, and on reflection, he will take the two hand axes as well. Yeah. Um, And you see he moves in, and without all the clever grace that Ord brought to the table, he pretty much just stands there and uses by hacks one and uses the stabilize and swings the other one in to try and chop the tops off the log whittling them down a piece at a time um he is reasonably proficient with it but he doesn't look like he is appallingly strong in the way that you or several of the other competitors are yeah he's he's definitely built he's wearing full plate but some of you guys are you know 20 strength muscles coming out of your muscles yeah whereas he is strong but more on the light side yeah uh He hacks through it. Uh, He will also chuck his hatchets at the log before moving up to it. Yeah. So he's not going for ones that he hasn't been able to hit yet, but he goes, throws them, moves up, draws them back out, and hacks away at it again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, He manages to get two destroyed, and then for the last one, in the last dying seconds... Um, throws both his hatchets at the next log down and damages it again. Yeah. Which seems to be perfectly in keeping with yeah, how he's no, um, thus far. There's a lot less debate about this. Yeah,
1: no, that's... I definitely... If you destroy one log and throw axes at the next one, I think that's legitimate. Uh, to count as a damaged log.
0: Which brings him to the same score as, um, Grolton. Two destroyed, destroy one, one
1: damaged.
0: damaged. Yep. Albeit um, he did significantly less damage to his log than, um...
1: But the, you, you only get points for a damaged log, correct? Yeah, the log is the log either
0: destroyed or damaged. damaged. It doesn't matter how much damage has been done to it. Yeah, which the fact that you nearly destroyed your yours doesn't, doesn't mean any more it. than the guy that landed one more hit on it. Yeah, uh, The tiebreaker, incidentally, is who can destroy a tiebreaker log the fastest.
1: Cool. Which is good to know because it's definitely conceivable there'll be somebody else who does three in a bit.
0: Uh, And that is the first world.
1: But thus far I'm in the lead. And Caitlin will give him a smug smile as he sits back down. Cairn having kicked his ass at this one. Yep. (laughs)
0: Uh, Next one is D3. -hmm.
1: Okay.
0: Well, I can just pick these if you're... No, that's
1: okay. That's a one.
0: There's there's almost, for once, a a little hint of emotion in Arametti's voice here. Is that smugness that you hear? <laughs> just, just the slightest hint of it.
1: Oh, it's gonna be the juggernaut
0: representing the kingdom of Pytax, the steel juggernaut. Oh crap! Villamore, cough. And the crowd is a bit hyped when you hear cough mm-hmm. go up from several Pytaxian mm-hmm. residents the Pytaxian hearing system. And Villamore cough steps steps up. Um, I showed you his picture. Mm-hmm. Um, He is a big, broad motherfucker, and not to Kaylin's surprise at all, takes the double-handed great-ass.
1: Yeah, this is going to be ugly. (laughs) Um, I'm worried about jousting against him, too.
0: (laughs) For the first round, he simply stands there and makes a variety of tweaks and things to his armour. It vents steam in places and clearly does things, but he doesn't actually take a swing at the log. For his second round, he tips his head back slightly, takes a deep breath, and then you see him go, and lets out an incredibly deep and fierce bellow. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Much, much more of a deep bellowing. It's, it's a vague growl, but it echoes around so strangely in a helmet, it's hard to tell whether it's human, animal, or machine. But re- you've seen the style of thing before—a barbarian rage. Ah, uh, yeah. Then he picks up the axe, and on round three, he starts swinging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he eviscerates these things. He yeah. power attacks them and vital strikes them. And he is really strong and really quick. Um, He is making four attacks in a round. Um, You don't know how much of this is innate skill versus whatever he did to his armor in the first round. Yeah. Because you literally completely lack the capacity. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, Actually, you don't, because that would be engineering.
1: Ooh.
0: I will totally make a roll for that. Uh, can you give me engineering and a minus five penalty? Because, because I don't know stuff about clockwork. Uh, clockwork, yeah. Uh,
1: so that's a 16. Okay.
0: So it looks like he's essentially overclocking it. Right, um, Yeah, u- Using it to make him faster. It's literally replicating the effects of haste. Sweet. It is increasing his movement speed, which is not substantially useful to him. But most importantly, it's giving him an extra attack per round.
1: Right, Yeah. Which means that he's got three naturally,
0: which is yes, quite the he has three naturally and a fourth one. Nice. Um, this from, guy is not low level. From this, and he is raging. And he starts absolutely shattering through these logs. <laughs> uh, yeah. And... Hurr, smash! Hurr, smash! I don't think and I've got cuts much. them to pieces. Um... When he gets to round nine, he looks at the. uh, He he has destroyed four of them thus far. Uh. At round nine, he looks at the last log and then charges over to it and cleaves heavily into it, cuts a deep, deep chunk out of it, but not quite enough to destroy it, giving him a grand total of four destroyed, one damage. Well,
1: there we go, it's not going to be (laughs) Caleb.
0: And the crowd, you know. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <yeah>. applause then <laughs> goes up from the crowd
1: and Caelan will applaud in a slightly rueful manner
0: four destroyed, one damaged and then there are two more to go
1: yes will Caelan get second, third or not place all to play for and it's a d2 this this
0: is this two.
1: so I get high
0: representing Fort Drelev and the Church of Gorham And up steps this half orc woman. Um, She will pick the double handed great axe as well. Um, She has a hand regularly, and then her other hand looks like it has been possibly cut off at some point. She effectively has this glowing, translucent hand or other hand, but it appears to have no difficulty actually holding the weapon.
1: I can hear her out of making woo noises. (laughs) It's from three months in the future,
0: and she will step up to it. Um, and she calls up to the sky for the first round, Goram, you bastard, help me chop through these things. <laughs> and starts casting a spell. Yep. On the second round, she says, "Right now, I need your strength." <laughs> Gestures the sky, her muscles appear to expand a bit. On the third round. Says, Gorham, show these people your might, and grows larger.
1: Holy crap, that's three rounds just casting yeah, some extra buffs. Buff,
0: buff, buff. buff. Um, Gorham, add your might to this axe. Fourth round. Wow. Buffs as well. And then starts waffling into the, um. starts waffling into the logs. Yeah. Now, unsurprisingly, given that she's now large size and uh, swinging a large-sized great axe, appears to have magically enhanced strength, and appears to... You you have no idea what she's done to the axe, but yeah. it does seem to be shinier and sparklier. Uh, she starts cleaving away heavily. Unsurprisingly, each blow is more effective than anything you've previously seen, really including Koth. Yeah. Although that's a pretty close contest. Yeah. Uh, each, each individual blow of hers will be better. Yeah. Uh, however, she is throwing nowhere near as many attacks. Yeah. Um and she starts chopping down the line. Uh she gets two three destroyed, one damage, the same as you. Ooh, tie, interesting. It's her blows are very effective, but it's simply taken her too long to set this up.
1: Yeah. And it is yeah, yes. she'd be very favoured by a twenty round contest. Yeah. And, and it's and Dagamark.
0: Representing Dagamark. Eugenia Verdu.
1: Oh, this ought to be a good sight to this ought to be a good sight to see.
0: This little frail old grandmotherly woman hobbles up the log in her cane and and you can hear people in the crowd muttering slightly and several people start laughing and pointing and jeering.
1: Yeah. Caitlin sits forward enthusiastically and will actually you know Go oh, Eugenia! Yeah. Let's this see is what you got. A, this is a
0: joke, you know. You see some of the odds. Cha- the The odds on her seem to be reasonably low. Oh, wow. um,
1: can Karen get better?
0: Uh no. Oh, you I'm are a not bit permitted ahead. to bet because you are participating. Right. Alas. Um, I could make some money. <laughs> and she steps up and that one, please, dear. Points to the giant double handed great axe. Yeah. As well, they hand it over. She sort of, <clears throat> yeah. Pulls it up, tilts it over her shoulder, just about falls backwards. The crowd is sort of openly, <laughs> you know, what is this crap? What's Dagobah doing? Then she just kind of seems to ignore all the mockery with a gentle smile on her face. Then there's the gong, and she immediately, in a quarter of a second flat, goes woof and expands in size to large size, and is now wafting the great axe more easily as she casts quickened enlarged person. Wow, nice. Um, she still seems to be struggling with the great axe as if she doesn't have that great a grip on it, as if she's not actually proficient with it. And then she brings her hands round it, and you see the light and fire lick up the axe lightly without burning it, then burn over her, and suddenly she wields it like a warrior born, as if she's not been doing this her entire life. Um so that is round one: quickened and enlarged person and, and another spell and some kind of proficiency spell. Some kind which of is proficiency good. spell, which is a good trick. Um, the second round, she casts something else which seems to make her chop things much faster, like haste. Yeah. Um, and then she begins waffling down the line with the great axe, cutting sideways into everything, to damage as much as possible. Uh, it becomes clear, as she does so, that she is largely reliant on her magical strength and capacities for this. She's not bringing a lot of sheer brute muscle to the table. Yeah. You know, the axe is big, she's big, there's obviously some strength behind it, but not monstrous amounts. As she chops down a line, she gets two, damage, two destroyed, one damaged.
1: Right. So it's a good, solid performance, but it's, it's the... Um... And again, again.
0: it was was two rounds for her to set this up. And she's simply not strong enough to deal out the obscene amounts of damage that other people can. Yeah.
1: Alright. And then. However, Carolyn will applaud her heartily being happy to see what she brings to the table in a martial context. There's
0: there's a lot less mockery and a lot more applause at this. Yeah. Given that she's done at least as well as anyone else here. Yeah. And then. Your winner from the kingdom of Pytax, at, three, at four logs destroyed and one damaged, the steel juggernaut, Villamore Koth. <laughs>
1: and
0: that we will now hold the tiebreaker for second place between Caelan of Stagthorn and Lynette of Fort Draylev. And. That sort of steps up. Um, doesn't look, it must be said, tremendously thrilled with this outcome.
1: Oh, because, of course, she can't cast all her buff spells anymore. Uh, she, she
0: has shrunk and no longer looks per- as super bulky as she did and all the rest of it. And um, so, sort of steps up. Well, good luck out there, soldier. <laughs> Slaps hands with you. Yeah. Aye. I- And then you both go and endeavor to see who can destroy your log faster. Uh, So you are both lined up next to each other, given a single log, and it's who can chop through this the fastest. Correct, yep. And go to.
1: Okay, so Carolyn will break out his dice again and kick off with exactly the same strategy.
0: Yeah, this is a side-by-side race, but I'm not going to... And David and both of them at the same time. Yeah, no, that's all right. Big up okay.
1: 12 and 2. There it is. Alright, and. So that is. straightforward to hit roll. Yep. Is. Uh, 29 for the first blow. Yep. And. Don't miss, followed up with a
0: 33. Alright, it has thus far taken you one round. The log is about half damaged.
1: Cool. Next round, Yep. Uh, I get a 32. Yep. Then don't miss, and a 26.
0: Uh, the log is not quite destroyed. Okay. And then we go to round three, She might actually have a shot in hell at this. Uh, 36. Uh, the log is completely destroyed.
1: Okay, so two, uh, third, middle of third round.
0: Yeah, if you tie again, then you'll go around and do it again, basically. Yeah. Um, so I will actually roll her for this, rather than give her the averages. So, she steps up, she looks across at you, and you're dimly aware of what she's doing out of the corner of your eye. The camera focuses in as she casts Righteous Mike again and gets larger, um, but doesn't seem to do any of the rest of the things. Yeah. She spends one round doing that, and then round two just chopping away. Yep. Uh, And then round three... Two rounds and three rounds in, she has done roughly two-thirds of her log, when Caelan, with a satisfying chunk, splinters through his, and the gong goes off again. In second place, Caelan, on the Kingdom of Stagthorn, goes up from the crowd.
1: And I will go over and exchange another hand, with Lynette L- 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 N- yep. Well
0: yep. She will shake with her with her real hand. Yeah. First of the hand. All right. And that is the end of the log chopping. So, Stagthorn picks up two points for second place. Yep. Uh, Pytax picks up three points for first place. Yep. And Fort Dreliev picks up another one for coming in third. Excellent. So,
1: can you give us the standings
0: at this time? Okay. Uh, in joint first place, uh, Stagthorn and Pytax both tied on five points apiece. Woo! that's pretty nice. Uh, in... What I suppose would then be third uh, is the first world on four. Yep, and then Mervon and Fort Dreley both on two points apiece. Yep, Dagmar, Grolton, and Grolton yet to score.
1: Yep. Hmm. Yeah, because it's just it's just how it rolls out. There's only so many places.
0: Yeah. The thing is, um, Grolton have come dead last in both contests. Yeah. A bit. It it is a three way tie at the bottom here of two damage, two destroyed one damage between Groth in the first world and Daggermark. Yeah. So.
1: But there we go. Ken's pretty happy with that as a result.
0: But yeah, like Mivon Damon Jot was only just behind what you and Lynette accomplished, but, but it's, it's enough to cost him the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we are. Yes,
1: I was feeling quite confident. I was feeling moderately confident until I... But i have forgotten about bloody Koth. (laughs) Yeah, as I say, Koth's... You know, I'm not saying I'm confident about beating everyone else in the joust, but I'm more worried about Koth than I am
0: about most of the others. Yeah, it's abundantly clear from looking at him that he is very, very strong and very well built.
1: Yeah, and that, you know... Strength is kind of what Kalen brings to the table. And,
0: and excessively well-armoured, it must be said, given Yeah, that he goes by the steel juggernaut.
1: Uh, but my only hope is that he sucks at riding, which, you know, given he's also fast, he's probably got the decks and probably doesn't suck at riding, but that. But my hope is he isn't as good at riding as Kalen, because, lord, I'm not going to win the brute strength Well, contest. the thing is,
0: throwing attacks is a, is a consequence of having sufficient levels of martial classes. Uh, yeah. Which doesn't have any inherent relation to your ability to ride. It's yeah. very possible to be a 19th level fighter and have no ranks in ride whatsoever. Yeah. It's just not very likely if they're deliberately entering him, him in the chaos.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's not stupid, because if he runs in the theory that, that he can, as long as he can keep his seat, he can hit someone hard enough and just unhorse them every time. Th-
1: that's what I'm hoping for, because yeah. if the alternative is he also. If he's. Um, Incredibly strong and rides well I'm probably a cooked chicken. <laughs> well, what? also, I mean, there is some question of, you know, like, it's a drunken joust. You know, does alcohol... Look...
0: Yeah, that is a fine question. Can, like, can, you'll have to yeah, look at when you get... Yeah,
1: can he drink? <laughs> I mean, presumably he can in some manner consume liquid, but can he get drunk? Because I'm pretty damn certain Uruguay could drink me under the table without blinking. Whatever he is, I don't think he gets drunk anymore.
0: Okay. And that is the log chopping done. Yep. It's day two, midday. Yes. You may accomplish anything you wish to accomplish, or you may move on to the boulder challenge.
1: Yeah, I think at this point, given what's been going on, Kalen will go off, have an excessively large lunch, and then have a bit of a kip until the boulder challenge, yep. because it's been on. Actually, he will um, have a nap with the kids. Cause, um, oh, it's probably around one of their nap times, so he will come up with his children and, and snore loudly. Yep. I figure, you know, there's probably a lot more of them getting taken care of by the nannies on this thing, but I figure, you know, Bryn is certainly interacting with them a fair bit, given that I suspect she's still at least part-time breastfeeding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I see Kaelin is sneaking off to cuddle them
0: periodically. Okay. And you wanted me to drive Bryn for the Boulder Challenge, which I'm happy to do so. Yes. Um, I have I... I her methodology and... Yeah, I, 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 I,
1: I am... I hope that doesn't put put you under too great a burden for not us. Not
0: exactly. Uh This is another one where I'm not rolling the, all the NPCs. Okay, cool. Hmm. They they have pre-rolled results on there.
1: Yeah. So, um, Kaelin will be the second on this one in terms of watching what's going on. Yep. He may not be the... Because he, he's very engaged. He may not be the best possible spotter, but... But then I didn't even declare a spotter for the Border Challenge. It was going to be Brynn if it had come up, but nothing in particular happened except much, much log shopping.
0: Okay, and so we go to the boulder challenge.
1: We'll like actually see Kaelin in the audience holding up little Micah. <laughs> ah, ah,
0: ah. <laughs> he says, that's his wise contribution that he spits up on you a little. Uh,
1: yep, yeah. well, oh, that's, that's how he rolls. Let's see, um, how old is this little Micah now? He is... Oh yeah, they've actually they've actually had a few months, haven't they? Because it was um yeah, so he's he's like um six or seven months old, I think. At yeah, this point. which is
0: about perfect fitting. I think. Yeah, yeah. So
1: the point is he can hold his head up, so yeah. I can hold You've him up. You've
0: given him some some very mushy fruit. Yeah, and he's enjoyed it, and then later it's coming back out. <laughs> won't you? Yeah,
1: but he can hold up his head and sit up and do shit. He's gone one work. Yeah. Let's watch my be careful.
0: Be welcomed to the boulder challenge. A test of strength, of skill, and of cunning. Mm. And the rules of this are explained to you. Um, There is a boulder here. It is a completely unnatural, heavily polished, perfectly spherical stone. Um, And they have a couple of these sitting around spear in case anyone breaks them in the process. Yeah, you're not supposed to, but presumably if you accidentally do, they need a plan. Correct. Um. So, the boulder is about, is a is sort of 11-inch diameter, so it's about yay big. Yeah. You're talking something the size of a basket, a little bigger than a basketball. Yeah. And made of absolutely solid stone. Yeah. Uh, it is meant to be hard, heavy stone as well. It is a 30-pound boulder, so that's about... Uh, that's not excessive. It's like twenty kg, so yeah. a strong person could pick that up with ease. Yeah, but doing cunning things with it while you're doing mm-hmm. that. Um, and over by the Colosseum, um, people have obviously come in and set this up since the last one. Away from there's a starting line drawn, and then there's a series of three holes. There's a big one that's close, a medium one that's in the middle. And then a very small one that's seventy foot that way, <laughs> um, all in a relatively straight line from each other. And so the contest is you have two rounds to get the boulder into one of the holes. Uh, the big one is worth the least points, the medium is worth more, and the small is worth the most points. Um, and like the Caster's Challenge, this is supposed to be entertaining as well, so you can use some sort of cunning skill to add to your performance and improve your results in the process. Uh, the only rule of this is that you are not allowed to touch the boulder with any part of your body. Not, yep. Any other method of getting it in is fair game. So the trick is, it's, mid- it's mid-heavy, you've got to do this really fast, because you only have mm. two rounds to get it to where you want it. And you are not allowed to touch it with your body.
1: Yes, this is something Cannon would not thrive on, which is why he's delegated it to someone else. Uh,
0: And as people line up for this, uh, the first thing that will happen is you see a bunch of the people... um, Lining lining up to do this. And um, Lynette appears to be standing there as Fort Dreylev's representative. And Ereveti looks at her. You know. Conclave. <laughs> calls her over, has a word with her, then calls everyone together. And announces that her intent is to pick it up with her phantom hand and put it in a hole.
1: Yeah.
0: And... Uh, again, there's some debate as to whether or not that that forms a part of her body. It's clearly a magical appendage, you know, yeah. as opposed to her actual hand. B- but it's on her hand, yeah. And again, this is this is a debatable point, yeah. I mean, it's it's clearly the rules are not intended that you just kind of pick it up and chuck it in a hole. But given her handicap, she could do that without technically violating the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, if you have a strong argument one way or the other, Kaylin is free to promote it.
1: I'm gonna. S- uh, my thinking is that is a part of her body. She she wields it in combat. It's 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 her second hand. Yep.
0: Do you want to endeavour to convince others of this?
1: Um. I think Kalen will say as much, yeah. but not put any particular weight uh, on it. Can
0: you give me a diplomacy check, in fact? Because what it basically is, is everyone puts their aura in and says, yes, it clearly. I mean, Draylab obviously says, no, it absolutely clearly isn't. It's a magical construct. Yeah, 23. Okay. Uh, and you get a sense motive check here as well. Mm-hmm. 24. Okay. So...
1: These are all the practice ones. The really interesting conversation is going to be when we get round uh, to, can you get drunk when you don't know A, a couple
0: of people seem ambivalent on this. Manius Chilorn literally leads off his, his pontifications with, well, you voted against my champion. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, that is not the intent of Conclave. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the and, and Chilorn bicker about it. Yeah. <laughs> and And... You hear from Hannes that's right, always ready to abandon the battlefield when things aren't going your way, and the two of them <laughs> glare at each other a bit, enough. <laughs> um, Draylev obviously is strongly in favour of his own champion. Yeah. Um, well... Um, Marnius Chalorn is strongly opposed to this because entirely think because Dreliv voted against him in the last one.
1: Although, in all fairness, that is totally in character. Yeah. Grouton, when it comes to revenge for petty slights, Grouton are, are right there. He doesn't
0: even attempt to phrase an argument of, you know, well, we shouldn't allow people with bizarre disabilities to get advantages. Yeah. Um, nobody seems to have heard of this, this spell that she's using. It's certainly not something common. Yeah. Um, she claims to have had it from a far-off wizard in the... In the far-off, bizarre place of catapesh. Yeah. Um, so, Grolton firmly votes no, Adreler firmly votes yes, and Caelan, you know, puts forward his argument, and you see nods from the people in the middle, Dagmar can move on and that sort of thing. Um, ultimately, unless Caelan has a strong objection to this, Uh, they're happy if Fort Drelev wants to spontaneously float a different champion as long as they can generate one in the next couple of minutes yeah Uh, or she's free to participate using whatever other Um, method she so chooses
1: yeah I just I I think that that is a hand it may may be a magic hand but I and I'd feel differently if she was creating it for the tournament but it's a permanent hand and
0: Drelev looks at and Eravity says I concur with the king of Starkthorn's assessment this will not be permitted gets the count Inform Lynette that she may participate if she chooses, but may not use the, any methodology involving touching the boulder with her phantom limb. And Dreylov says, looks at he gives him a smile, says, Of course, oh Clockwork King, you know, you are so wise in your judgments, you know, forgive an ignorant man. And you can see his teeth kind of grinding as he yeah. does it, like, I have to count out you, because you kicked my ass, but fuck. Uh, you get the impression he has deliberately picked Lynette for this job for the sole purpose of screwing the rules. Yeah. Um He goes over and, and has a conversation with her that you don't hear. She doesn't seem all that worried. She yeah. just kind of blows him off and, and makes a, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's cool.
1: She's just going to have a go anyway.
0: She apparently has some other methodology. The relation picked this up. Ms. She already has another methodology prepared on the, the assumption this the... wouldn't work. But wow, it will probably gen- it will probably generate worse results than what she was originally. Do. No, but she already has a backup. Because there's nothing that hard it. about I pick it up and I throw it in a hole.
1: But it, she already has a backup plan, Carolyn. You know, uh, Carolyn's generating some serious enthusiasm for this woman at this point. I mean, there's certainly an argument I already have enough nutty groom nuts on my council, but um, she, she's badass. Okay,
0: so you. Are permitted to you start standing in front of the boulder, you're permitted to have any tools or things out that you want. Yeah. And then you have two rounds to do it. So who's up first? Want to roll through?
1: Uh yeah, I think we'll have um Bryn on fourth to build up the drama. Okay. So um this is six again, right? Yep. We get a four. Uh, so that
0: is one, two, three, four. Um, I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> Lars Olvin, wizard of Pytax. <laughs> and...
1: Hang on, I haven't seen this guy before, have
0: I? No, you have not. He hasn't marched out with their people or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. And when he steps out, um, he's a half-elf, but very young. You would peg him if he was a human, at being literally like 14 or so. Yikes. So he is very, very young. You know, as a half-elf, he's dealt yeah, like 20, 20 instead. 20. But he's very, very young to be here for this. Um, and... My oh, apologies. That's right, just hearing
1: things. I could hear some little squeaky noises, but uh,
0: I can't remember if you actually found this out or not. Um, did you hear about Pytax's court wizard? No, I didn't hear okay. about Py.
1: I did some investigating on Pytax, but you didn't. Uh, to the best of my recollection, like, yeah, you yeah, didn't no, mention anything this about the court wizard.
0: Ago. Okay, so you don't know who this guy is, but he doesn't exactly look like Mister Impressive Master Wizard. Yeah, and indeed he stands. He he comes up and looks absolutely as nervous as crap. He's Trying to hide the fact that he's shaking like a leaf. I feel bad for rolling this guy first. <laughs> he pulls out a scroll, um, and the gong go and looks at it, and the gong goes off, uh, and he starts muttering and waving his arms, and the scroll begins to glow slightly, and he endeavours to activate the scroll that he is casting. Yep. <laughs> uh, nothing appears to happen from it and he looks frantic as round one goes by the scroll doesn't do anything bad just says oh dear he, he doesn't know how to use it he's not careful it's going to explode huh? it does not explode he makes his check to keep it keep that much under control round one goes by and nothing happens yeah round two goes by and he endeavors to activate the scroll again Uh, This time, however, he is shaking and actually ripping it in the corners very slightly. (laughs) Uh, He will actually succeed on his second go-through, though. Um, And the ground in front of him rends and rips itself apart as a sort of little directional earthquake goes out from him and goes... (coughs) And carves a sort of chasm and a passage sloping down towards the first... Sloping down um, towards the hole, the first one. And it starts under the boulder and then goes pointing down. And the boulder, of course, propelled by sheer gravity alone, goes roll, 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 roll roll down the passage that's been carved into the ground and goes thunk into the hole. (laughs) Sweet! And he... First hole success is granted, and then the guy, the 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 person running the event, goes over, has a brief word with Iravetti. Um, Iravetti kind of waves him off slightly. There will be a brief pause while the field is repaired. Yeah, <laughs> and the crowd sort of claps reasonably enthusiastically for him and flours all and goes. <laughs> and then sulks off the field. Yeah. Uh, he does nothing to earn any bonus points. He is far too nervous for that craft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he gets a... he get But he gets a minimal success. He achieves a minimal success for a result of three points for that. Yep. Um, then... And next one. Up. Yep. Uh,
1: it is one.
0: Representing Degamark, Chantal, uh, And a woman comes forward, a human woman. Uh, looks like she basically lives very much in the wilderness, has long slicked back hair that actually still has a variety of leaves and that trapped in it. Um, she steps forward, cracks her neck a couple of times, and takes out a big long great club. <laughs> waits for the gong the gong goes well there, there is in fact like a 15 minute pause as people run out yeah. the shovels and dig up some of the field and patch it and everybody waits and stalls around when that's done yeah. she goes up pulls out a great club puts it down like a golf club looks at the looks at the thing lines it up and spends the first round lining up her shot uh, then <gasps> <gasps> rages and flax the thing as hard as she can. Uh, she makes an attack roll here. Uh, and try and see what she can hit with it. She isn't going just hit the thing like a golf ball and bowl it as far as she can down the field. Yeah. Which she's definitely got the strength to hit it hard enough, but she's got to actually land it, it in, in a hole. hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she goes, Raaah! completely loses her focus on this. Swings! And the great club smashes into pieces as she hits the boulder so hard that it cracks. Huh? And the two halves of it roll about five five to ten feet forward and go, tunk tunk, on either side. And she's left holding this stub of great club. This guy loves it no successes zero points rawr, throws the great club down jumps up and down her, rawr, rawr, swears violently in what sounds like something in the neighborhood of a bissel yeah good and show then, and then storms off the field the crowd is quite enthused for the show if yeah. nothing else but as she failed to put it in the hole yeah that is zero points yeah then there was a brief pause. Well, another boulder I mean, is down.
1: <laughs> and I imagine the um, remains of her club is dug out of the field where she jumped into the ground. Yep.
0: yep. <laughs> all right, number three.
1: Yes. And then it will be Bryn. Um. So, oh, I should have used a D four. It is three. One, two.
0: Uh, that would be Lynette. Ah, excellent. Renner, representing Fort Dreadland, Lynette. And as she steps forward, she she waves with her phantom blue hand, yeah. and, the, and the crowd sort of, mutter, 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 slight boos. Yeah, yeah. Mutter, mutter, Kill him,
1: she and cheers.
0: She deli- but she's deliberately, like, waving it round at them. And, Look at this. Yeah. I'm totally going to cheat. I'm sassing you. Uh, and then she moves up to the boulder, uh, waits for the gong. And then uh, holds up a... I can't remember what the holy symbol of Gorham looks like off the top of my head, but nonetheless... He holds she holds home. up the holy symbol of Gorham, and she says, Gorham, make this stupid thing move for me! Bring it life! And then she reaches vaguely towards it and waves her hands over it and casts something on the boulder, which begins to actually make little jumping up and down motions like it's now alive. Huh. Um, And... Then... She says, Right! Go! Go! And points forward at the hole. Get into one of the holes! Go, you little bastard! Go! And the boulder hops up and down a couple of times and then begins rolling forward. Um, It, however, is not really designed by nature to do this sort of thing. The soil is quite soft where everybody has carved away and jumped up and down on it. And the boulder spins kind of erratically here. And she endeavours to keep it under control as she endeavours to push it back towards the furthest away hole. Yep. There will
1: be a lot of points if she pulls it she's off. She's not
0: moving it. She's merely standing at the end. Well, she's actually running along just behind it, shouting at it and yeah. waving her fists as she goes.
1: So it's just like trying to steer a bowling ball uh, <laughs> oh, by, by willpower after you've bowled it.
0: Because it's 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 getting there, but it's going left, right, and drifting. And she looks over at the guy who's counting down the time, sees that she's not going to get, to, get it to the end hole in time, and shouts out, You worthless little maggot! Get in that middle hole right now! <laughs> and it rolls into the middle hole instead of the last one. Yep. She does not quite have enough control over it to get it to the back one. She gets the middle hole. And then endeavours to add to the entertainment by making her profession soldier check to shout orders at the hopelessly stupid object.
1: Yep. Caitlin thinks this is fantastic entertainment, whatever
0: her role is. Uh, she... Does not succeed on her additional skill challenge. People are not really sure what's going on. So the amusement... you know, some peop- thinks it's yeah, hilarious. Some people think her shouting soldierly instructions at a boulder is kind of fun. Other people think it's stupid because the boulder clearly can't hear her. Yeah. Because they don't understand that it probably can.
1: Yep. Kaelin cheers
0: enthusiastically. <laughs> uh, so she gets the second hole, does not get her bonus point, and gets a best score so far I uh, what is that one right, that is a three point result and uh, yeah Lars should be on a two point result oh, right,
1: that, makes more, that makes
0: more sense I was, I was about to say
1: that seems kind of inequitable
0: yep, she does not make her bonus point
1: yep
0: okay. and it is team Bryn and then it is team Bryn she steps up Cracks her neck, pulls out a net in one hand and pulls out a javelin in the other. Sweet, <laughs> um, and then waits for the gong, and then throws the then then throws the net at the boulder. Uh, she is trying to do a bunch of different things here, so she throws the net at the boulder. And then, as it wraps vaguely around it, endeavours to, as quickly as she possibly can, jam the javelin into some of the holes of the net and lift the whole thing up. So she's now got on a lever and pulley-type system. Sweet! Uh, Unfortunately, she has to hit it with both of these things to actually achieve this. It's an inanimate object, but she is trying to do both at once. Yep. So I am happy to roll these for her, if you desire. Yep, that's fine with me. Okay, so she makes an attack with a net... Uh, And then makes her secondary attack with the javelin. Uh, She will hit with the net. She routes it successfully vaguely around the boulder. And then she stabs the javelin through a couple of the holes and lifts it up. And that is all of round one. Yep. She has the the thing basically on a sort of impromptu fishing line on her javelin, which she's holding in both hands on the net. And people, you know, seem to clap a little at this, although they don't quite see how this translates to getting it in the hole. Although people can obviously see she could just walk forward and drop it in the first hole. Yeah. Kaylin, however, knows that she moves a lot faster than 30 foot around. Most people wouldn't be able to do this, but Brynn then suddenly goes (gasps) and starts sprinting down to the end of the field. Uh, For her bonus point, um, she does not merely run this. She takes a breath... And then jumps. Vroom. Sweet. As far as she can. Uh, jumping 50 of the 60 feet. Sweet. Halfway, like like three quarters of the way down the length of the stadium. And the crowd sort of...
1: Woo. Yeah. Caitlin doesn't cheer too loud because he's holding a baby, but Caitlin cheers and woos
0: and claps and waves Micah. And then from a range of ten... Lands ten feet away from the last hole, the smallest one, and endeavours to fling the fling the hole set up, basically flick the net, so that the boulder flies out of it and into the hole. Yep. And she is now making an attack roll against it with an improvised weapon, effectively. Yep. A bit, she is nice and close to it, so... Uh, and that will not do it. Does she want to spend to a hero point? Uh,
1: her? Yes, she does. Um, Calum's okay to give her one of his.
0: Just a lot a full threes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she flicks it towards the hole, and there's that heart stopping moment where everyone goes, <gasps> "Is it going to make it in?" You know, it's a clever idea, but she's clearly non-proficient with all of the bizarre improvised tools that she's using here. Yeah. And she has nothing special in her hat here. Uh, So... Uh, Actually... She might have something special in her hat. I need the arrow Point doodad, which I can probably find in here, rather than looking it up. Hardly, one moment, Polar. Let's
1: see if I can work out what it is. Divert strength, the forger's strength from many sources. Yes, but, um,
0: Uh, She will tag the cricket for this. Uh, Speed and quick passage associated with travel, often with a a mighty prize at the end. Oh,
1: yeah, that's how to argue. As she
0: sprints down the battlefield as fast as she possibly can, because her trick is all about the fact that she can move 60 foot around. Yeah. And she will re-roll that. Uh, Second one is no better. The third one is significantly better. So that is the close AC. Alright, right, so she is aiming to get this in a little hole. Uh, It is, it is, it is, an AC of 20. And she is making her non-proficient ranged attack, which she will just hit.
1: Yeah!
0: And the boulder goes, flick, out of the net, rolls Rolls out of the net, but there's a p- slightly poor bounce as the net falls behind it, and it rolls towards the edge of the hole, and then just teeters for an instant on it. The castle goes, <gasps> Duke falls in. Sweet! Six points.
1: And mighty cheering. Uh, she s-
0: succeeds in her, in her um, bonus check, unsurprisingly.
1: So it would have been five points for getting it in the hole. Five front. points for getting in the hole, one oh, uh, point for forward.
0: succeeding in her um, skill bonus. Yes.
1: Carolyn's che- cheering is mighty. So
0: that is the best result she's ever going to do.
1: Yep. And that is pretty much as good as it's possible to do, isn't it? Correct. Yeah.
0: Uh, the tiebreaker for this, incidentally, is who achieved it the fastest. Right. If yep. there isn't a conclusion, then you do it again. Yeah. Um. But because it's only a two-round measuring stick, it's pretty easy to tell if anyone popped it in the first round versus the second. Yeah. Okay, and that is Britain. There is a lot of applause and and cheering for this, and people muttering amongst themselves that, you know, it's a net and a javelin. Those are kind of common household items that was both clever as well as skillful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is very in keeping with what the Boulder Challenge is supposed to be about. Sweet. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of time to think about how to do this with Brynn. Yeah. But it has to centre around the fact that she has a 60-foot movement speed. So yeah. it's got to be the 70-foot hole. Yeah. Because the thing is, throwing the thing from back there to with the end hole would be impossible. That's the you're now at, like, minus 30 to hit for range sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, I'm rolling a D3 for... Yep, uh, next challenger.
1: Hang on. Um, is it, a D- yeah, it is a D3, isn't it? Uh, we
0: have Grolton... And Mivon, so D2. Right, okay. Oh, and the true knife form, D3.
1: Yep, okay, so it is, um,
0: two. Okay, uh. That would be. Hiram Velocitor, representing Mivon. Oh, this ought to be good. Uh. So he steps forward, stands in front of the ball, the gong goes off, and he begins waving his arms dramatically and intoning a spell. Um, and something appears in front of him. It looks vaguely like a dog, um, but it is glowing with a celestial, a celestial golden light. And clearly is sort of vaguely translucent when it comes down to its feet and things. It's sort of hovering a little off the ground. And he he claps and and calls out to it. Go, boy! Go! Put the boulder in the hole! Go! Go! The creature looks at him uh, and says something to him in common, loud enough that people can hear. I am usually summoned... To fight the good fight against dark forces of evil, not lug boulders for the amusement of mortals. <laughs> and Her looks a little frantic at this and says, Now come on, everyone's watching, you <laughs> know. Don't make me look bad here, yeah, you can do this, you know. It's 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 going to be good for the populace to have joy and cheer and all this sort of thing, and endeavours to diplomatize the dog into doing what he wants it to do because it is not its intended purpose upon summoning. He says, come on, come on, you can do this. It's it's all for the greater good. Think about the greater good. The Archon creature looks at the boulder, looks at him, very well, goes over to it. In my own time. <laughs> Gong signals the <laughs> end of the thing. The dog picks it up and goes, blink, vanishes. Blink appears down by the end hole and drops it in the end hole. Uh-huh. With ease. He's now standing directly yep. over it. He just drops it with no difficulty at all. Alas, on round three, rather yep. than round two. And Hiram He sort did of... that
1: on purpose, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. He planned,
0: Hiram failed the diplomacy check yeah, to yeah. get him to do what he wanted.
1: Yeah.
0: And Hiram sort of huh? shrugs, looks looks around, makes a vaguely apologetic gesture to yep. the Lebanese yep. camp, and people applaud. Yeah. Uh, well, if there's
1: a. I wasn't expecting this tournament to have a go-screw with some? Be careful what you summon theme, but it's definitely got to be careful he's, what you summon summoning theme. He's summoning
0: a celestial um, creature. Like, yeah. Kaelin is not that informed about it, but you would guess it is a celestial creature of some kind. Yeah. And it's not commonly used for this sort of task. Yeah. It's not what the summon monster spell is designed to do.
1: <laughs> on the other hand, at least he's not setting it on fire.
0: So he achieves zero points as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, having failed to basically get it in the hole in, in any of the holes in sufficient time mm-hmm. uh, and that is that uh, next one up is another d2 yes D is. up high up
1: uh, high
0: right. Thank you. representing the first world the wriggling man
1: yikes <laughs> I don't like that guy and, uh, the question is, is he strong enough to pick up the He's totally going to turn into a worm. He's totally going to have worms do it and then claim that that's not part of his actual body, is he?
0: No, he is not going to be able to do this as well as he wants to. He moves up beside it. There is a gong. He reaches his arms up and begins casting something and then w- with no steps intervening he's standing over here casting next to the boulder and then suddenly he is at the second hole with the boulder in his hand. Oh. You didn't see him, dis- he didn't disappear in a flash of light or anything like that, he didn't pick the boulder up. It's like a, a, a cut away between scenes, he's standing there over the boulder suddenly he's at the second hole with the boulder in and he just contemptuously lets it go. He's, he's struggling to pick it up with both his hands. It's moderately heavy. He lets it go and it goes flat into the second hole with ease.
1: But that's cheating, isn't it? Didn't he touch it with his hands?
0: Um, you don't see him touching it with his hands. What you see is he waves his hands or He's standing over it. He starts casting a spell... Then suddenly he is standing over the hole. his hands are separated
1: oh, I see so he's not he's not touching it it looks
0: what it looks like is like he is just letting it go, but at the point where you see him again, his hands are not in contact. With
1: okay that's fine his
0: arms are moving slightly apart from it. it kind of looks like he was carrying it with his hands, but his hands are definitely not on it at the point where you can see him again. yeah. Nor do you see him disappear and then pick the boulder up, so he probably didn't go invisible and then move it. Yeah. Um, he just did something. He did something. Okay. Uh, and uh, neither of your people here have spellcraft to work this one out. No, so I should have picked Tristram. You. Something happens. Yeah. And he gets to the second hole and drops it in with ease. Yeah. Having, like the like the Hound Archon, he just drops it in having arrived yeah. there. Uh, And that nets him three points. Uh, Once again, he doesn't do anything to invite the crowd to interact with this in any way. His performance is bizarre and interesting... But he doesn't acknowledge the crowd in any way. He doesn't make it entertaining. Yeah. And indeed, what he does appears to be largely impossible, and the audience claps politely, but mostly mutters amongst themselves, what the hell was that? You know, was he carrying it? Yeah. But he wasn't. It was just falling. But his arms were up there, but... Huh? Yep. And nets himself three points with ease.
1: Yep. And then it's whoever we haven't had. Because
0: we're out of... Ord of Grolton. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. Now, having entered the log chopping, the archery, uh, he's the guy in the joust as well. Yeah, and the one in the boulder challenge. Yeah,
1: it's almost like Grolton
0: don't have that many awesome to uh, They did field someone different for the casters ball. However, yeah. that was a Rassimus That was the, was
1: that the that was
0: the guy who summoned Titania. Yeah,
1: it, it's just Grolton just has a knack for fighting t- off more than they can cheer.
0: Um, and Ord stands up in front of the boulder gone. He begins to wave his arms in a very similar fashion to Hiram in toning spells and there is a slight shimmering in the air as a creature appears again.
1: If it's Titania I'm not bailing him out
0: this time. Uh, it appears to be a very large ape of some kind. Okay that's alright then. And it looks at him and uh, 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 scratches its head and he doesn't begin speaking to it to try and convince it but he sort of makes soft murmuring appreciative noises to the ape sort of points to the boulder makes some gestures like this points at the hole and you would recognize he starts making a handle yep. to try and get the ape to do something that it doesn't necessarily know how to do
1: yep
0: And, <laughs> says the ape, um, picks up the boulder and runs it to, uh, that is not quite high enough to get them away at the end. He's trying to encourage the ape to go as fast as it can, and it begins sprinting and running. Because what essentially happens here is he spends the first round casting this, but as soon as the second round starts, the ape immediately appears and starts doing things. It yeah. doesn't have to wait on that, because that's yeah. how the summon spells work. It grabs the thing, runs down to the middle, or, or sorry, endeavours to encourage it to go further. The ape looks a little confused, he glances over where the timer is going, and and goes ur, ur, to the ape and makes a smashing gesture yep. the ape goes ur, ur, and throws the boulder into the ground in yep. the hole then jumps up and down on it several times hooting and hollering.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, so he gets it in the middle one. The crowd applause, applauds this quite enthusiastically. Yep. Both for Ord's um, actually getting the job done and his very entertaining ape dances and animal handling skills. Yes. Uh, netting him a grand total of four points. Very
1: nice. Brynn, in a satisfying manner, kicks everyone else's behind.
0: Brynn does indeed kick everyone else's behind. Mm-hmm. So, the Boulder Challenge. Your winner? Yes. Kingdom of Stagthorn with Brynn? Yes. Uh, in second place, I believe, is. Uh, second place is Grolton, picking up their first points. Oh, nice. For Ord, picking up his fourth.
1: Yep. I ref- among other things, it's beneficial for Stagthorn if teams that aren't doing so good get the placings, <laughs> as opposed to teams that are worryingly close to Stagthorn.
0: Uh, then and
1: who's our third man?
0: In third place um, is a tie between Lynette of Fort Dre and the Wriggling Man. Ah. However, the Wriggling Man goes over because he did it in one round flat.
1: Right, okay he apparently. Did... Right, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we don't know how, but
0: Because he started casting something yeah. and then he was at the hole and dropped it in. Instantly. Right. Yeah,
1: yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yes, I see.
0: Whereas Lynette took two rounds, one to animate the boulder and yes. the second one to chase it down the battlefield. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, alas, uh,
0: if she had made her proficient soldier check to entertainingly shout orders at it, she'd be ahead. Yes, but as it is, it is the wriggling man.
1: Yeah, Carolyn thinks Lynette should have got it. <laughs> but uh, Then he doesn't want the wriggling man to get any points. He wants the wriggling man to go back to his exterior dimension plane as quickly as possible. Okay, <laughs>
0: and that brings us to the end of the boulder challenge.
1: Yes, at which point Stagthorn
0: is Stagthorn in the lead. moves into a clear lead of eight points. Yes. Uh, Pytax and the First World are tied on five for next. Yep. Then Move On and Grolton both tied. Move On, Grolton, and Fort Drelia are all tied on two points apiece. Yep. Um, not that there are any prizes for coming anywhere but it, first, but no. for ranking purposes. And Daggermark still on nothing. Yep, yeah, poor old Daggermark. It is kind of my
1: fault for disqualifying there, aren't you? But. Um... You know, they have had some... Just
0: because he was cheating.
1: They have had some poor fortune in the form of there's no prizes for (laughs) fourth.
0: And... Caitlin will see uh, Lars Olvin, the little wizard kid, um, go over and and have a conversation with Eriveti where Alvin shakes like a leaf and makes very apologetic gestures and Eriveti just sort of stares him down for a moment, waves a single dismissing hand and walks off. Yeah. Lars shakes a bit more and then retreats from the Coliseum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he did get two points, which didn't put him in dead last. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you will also see Hiram Velocitor over there talking to Rastaline and Darwin Jot, his colleagues from Mivon. He is gesticulating broadly and waving his arms happily and making some sort of barking dog motion with his hands, and they all look relatively happy. Yeah,
1: yeah. But the thing about being born is you don't have to give a shit if you didn't do particularly well in this tournament; you'll get it next year. Uh,
0: Chantel from Daggermark goes over where Eugenia, you know, puts a sort of a, a, a um, there, there hand on her shoulder and pats her a couple of times. Chantel.
1: Oh. Yeah. yeah. Because she's crazy. She's a crazy barbarian lady.
0: Rages, sulks, and then leaves the tournament entirely. Yeah. You see her literally walk off. Yeah. Um, goes off, gets her horse, and just rides away from the from the Rushlight tournament. Yeah. She's done here. Fuck it, I didn't win. <laughs> and that is... The
1: dagger mark certainly brings the wacky.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing about having no consistent leadership.
1: Yeah. And, um, Cailin will, um... Go hug uh, Brynn and congratulate her. (laughs) Mm.
0: Wolves win with brains. Mm. That was nice. Mm. Mm. Getting ball in a hole. Artless. Doing it without touching it. Mm. Clever. Had to think hard about this one. Mm. But, like, she's known for months in advance what the contest is going to entail. It's not a contest of think of it on the spot. It's a contest of think of something clever.
1: Yeah. And then um, killan will invite Aunt Lynette to come drinking with him, because he wants to hang out no, with Lynette.
0: Now no, that sounds like a party.
1: <laughs> and we'll um, question her about her mercenary background, because he, he has picked up that she's likely a professional soldier because there were a few sad slides.
0: Well, I've been all around the world. Used to be a group called the Desert Fangs, out of in the desert. Now that was a good place to fight. Hot. So you had a good excuse not to have to lug all this heavy armor around. Out here, it's it's where it'll get stabbed because every other bug is wearing it too. <laughs> of Course, the others retired when they you know got old and wanted to settle down with their riches and that sort of thing. <laughs> me, I didn't lose this hand getting it eaten by a gnoll. I'll have you know a nice wizard girl put it back on for me, but I didn't. I didn't feed my hand to Knowles for a small tactical advantage just to retire. <laughs> no. I looked for the biggest, baddest paycheck there is. And uh, that's round here, that's Fort Live.
1: Uh, and, uh, well. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm
0: this, I'm this spiritual leader.
1: <laughs>
0: she is yeah. the high priestess of Fort Draylev.
1: Ah, uh, good stuff. Well. I know Dreliv pays well, but um, if things go tits-up up that way, I'm sure we can find a place for you instead, Thor. He is kind of an asshole,
0: huh? Uh, but he's an asshole that pays well.
1: Uh, there's a lot to be said for that when all's
0: said and done. And he needs good people to start his wars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Aye. And yes, Kalen will... um
0: Make no mistake, Gorham's hand's in favour over his kingdom. <laughs>
1: I can see that he's um, right up behind Lord Street. <laughs> and um, Carolyn will um, trade a few tales from his mercenary days and, you know, have a drink. Yep. Cause, you know, she's his. And we'll congratulate her on having a backup plan.
0: Uh, I figured this look, she sort of waves the hand in the air. This thing's damn useful, but it looked pretty cheap for that sort of contest. However, that's what King, that's what King Dreylive wanted, so that's what King Dreylive get. But me, when I woke up this morning and I said, Gorham, give me the animate object spell. And he did. (laughs) Damn stupid. The only thing it doesn't do is give that damn stupid boulder a brain. If I had another three months to sort it out in basic training, I'd get that damn thing running straight. (laughs) Or it'd know to fear me.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Kalen would totally hire Lynette to be an army commander if she wants to come get a job over his so way. That,
0: the boulder incidentally is still following her around because her one is now animated. So... Oh
1: sweet.
0: <laughs> you hear that? You're the worst soldier that's ever served under I me. Mean, the boulder rolls back and <laughs> forth slightly under the bar. <laughs> and of course they just replace it with another non animated one. Uh, yeah. For the next guy. That's excellent. Okay. Thus ends the Boulder Challenge? Yes. Uh you have some time in the evening of revelry? Yes. Um and then tomorrow is jousting round one, drinking and boasting, and then jousting rounds two and three. Yes. So do you want to leave it there? Is there anything particularly you want to accomplish before we close out?
1: No, I think um I did it. D- d- it doesn't seem like we're heading towards any sort of dramatic conclusion. No, so. certainly
0: not. So um,
1: I'm happy to just close we, out there.
0: If if there is anything you want to accomplish, um, you could do so. The the rivalry is mostly just descriptor rather than anything else. Yeah. So we could get that done this evening. Um, or we can just leave it be, as you fancy. Uh,
1: what do you reckon time-wise for the We Another 20 minutes? Uh,
0: no, like five. There's, okay, There's nothing in it. All right. Well, it's then it's only if you want to go poking no. people or gathering more information. Or no, anything, I think
1: like, I found out most of the things I particularly wanted to know that I think I have the capacity to find out. So no, I think Kaelin at this point is going to surrender to party. And, um, you know... It, it enjoy the evening of, you know, much less royal entertainment. Much less snobby noble entertainment. Yeah, so... No, he will hang out with his friends and family.
0: So... The, the he re- will
1: endeavour not to get totally, totally plastered, because he's going to have to do a lot of drinking tomorrow, so he's aiming for just sort of middle-class.
0: <laughs> the revelry is essentially a, um... just generally a very large party... Um, people are selling lots of beer there's lots of music playing there's no strong level of organization to it it's more like six or seven parties all in the same general area all sort of blurring into each other um Pytax is supposed to field some sort of entertainment and indeed as people are getting you know good and roasted a couple of hours into it um Several of the several of Pytax's wardens, the golems come—not wardens, as in the council role, as in several of the miscellaneous golem guards—come yeah. through and politely ask people to step back and clear a large pathway through the middle of the party. And then Ereventi um, the Clockwork King, walks in and booms out in his heavy voice: "Pytax presents the menagerie of monstrosities." Sounds troubling. Um, uh-huh. And coming in behind him, there appears to be some sort of circus. Um, there is a very exotically dressed-looking, almost gypsy-esque woman, but with a catapult head garb on, covering most of her face. She has bright, bright purple eyes. Um, and... Pi- uh, dre- sorry, too many names. Yeah, uh, right. She is introduced as the mysterious Madame du of the menagerie of monstrosities. Um which um you have been told something about um mysterious clerics of Girona and vampires or something, haven't you? In regards to Pytax. Uh
1: I know that there were um that I I had some kind of a rumour about someone hanging out someone in the church of Gyrona hanging out in Pytax. Um The spell of priestess of Garrovetti the spell of priestess of Grairono who lives in a cave in his palace, both vampires and Garrovetti's armor protects him from the sun. Yes. Yes. So the theory being, in this scenario, Garrovetti is now a vampire.
0: Yes. But um, here is a woman who is mysterious and covered up. Yeah. Um, has strangely piercing, bright violet purple eyes. Yeah. Uh, you have not seen her anywhere in Pythax's delegation. Um, in daylight yeah, now night um, and she has with her a couple of very pale looking albino people in robes and just sort of walking behind them all unchained and unfettered there is a variety of exotic odd animals and monsters you will see sort of di- lions and dinosaurs and chimeras and even a wyvern mm-hmm. or two Dancing and cavorting at her whim, she gestures to them, makes these sort of things, and they awkwardly stagger around and dance and roar and spit at the crowd. There are no restraints on them in any way, but they don't behave violently. They behave like a train circus.
1: All right. Um, Caelan will notably stop drinking and sober up. It seem, seems somewhat sober. He doesn't seem to be enjoying this bit of the party very much.
0: Uh, and people are pretty enthusiastic about it, because it's yep. big, giant monsters... Yeah. ...you know, dancing for everyone's entertainment. And they basically make a long, slow, about an hour-long roundabout parade of the party... Yeah. Um, ...and then go back towards Playtex's main delegation, where she starts putting them back in cages.
1: Yeah. And, um, Calum will watch... Kalen will watch the Madame... Yeah. ...and, um, will look... um if, it, for at any point, if she makes eye contact with him, yep. and she, it has any kind of change of expression...
0: Yep. Uh, she will quite definitely make eye contact with you at some point during all this, particularly if you follow the parade around yeah. with this, because you're openly the king. Uh, that would then be a sense motive check yep. against the mysterious Madame du Clarion.
1: Who oh, I quite possibly can't beat the sense motive off, because I'm not startling at it, but I will try nonetheless. No, that's a 15, which I imagine will not do it.
0: She stares at you with these piercing violet eyes. Um, despite the fact that you can't see much of her, what you can see, are the eyes look quite attractive, I mean, the rest, she could have giant vampire teeth, yeah. or, you know, haggard skin, or anything else, but she does have these sort of soul-piercing eyes that stare into Kaelin, and you feel that, that feeling you get when an attractive woman sort of looks you up and down, vaguely assessingly. You know she's she's looking at you, and one eye just closes and then opens again very rapidly—a quick wink. So a, pierce, a a short but very piercing stare, then a quick wink, and then she dances on with her monsters. Yep. And the crowd applauds this very enthusiastically, and Tristan is very excited. Oh look, that's a wyvern, and you know that's a snowy tiger, and you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That one's, that one's a rune giant, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, and that is the revelry. Yep. People party on to the night. People go to sleep when you get up the next day. Calen goes to sleep at a not super late hour. He goes to
1: bed at sort of um, te- uh, kind 10-ish, of because yep. he wants to get a really good night's sleep before the big jousting day.
0: Uh, the Clockwork King will send you just a simpler message at this point basically another letter sent to you stating that you know at this time you have doubtlessly reconsidered the wisdom of his offer you know when you are prepared to accept it speak to him at your earliest convenience yeah
1: which doesn't really seem to require any kind of response no it does not
0: he's he's literally floating the exact same offer to you again on the assumption that now you've thought about it you will uh, the letter literally says you know with you know you must decide now you know or your kingdom will be brought to ruin surely you will see this is logical yeah
1: <laughs> yep no wife sword and friend deal still not on the table
0: and the revelry ends and um dawn day breaks the next day Uh, It is not actually a nice dawn awakening at this point. It is a much more respectable, everybody's up at nine o'clock-ish sort of thing. Yeah. Given that you're supposed to drink through most of the day and have the final joust at midnight. Yeah. Uh, So, begin with jousting round one. At this point for your dramatic um, conclusion if you would like the brackets for the tournament I oh. can now give them to you. Yes. They are openly declared because this is what will be happening. That, that sounds like an excellent uh, uh, conclusion for the um, and is of course at four. Uh, but I need to find them first. I'll be pissed off if I can't find them because I printed them last time deliberately. Here we are. Okay. So, uh in position number one yep. is Sir Partord. Uh yes. The best of the qualifiers.
1: Yep.
0: His opponent in position number two representing the first world, the true knight of thorn.
1: Yeah, okay, that's pretty straightforward. <laughs>
0: In slot number three, representing the kingdom of Mivon, Her Majesty Rast Selene.
1: Ah.
0: Your first match of the day.
1: This'll be fun.
0: I I certainly hope I can beat her. In slot number five, representing the kingdom of Pytax, the steel juggernaut Villamore Koth. Well, I'm glad I'm not facing him for the first round.
1: And who's he going to be beating the crap out of?
0: Egidio Verdu of Dagobah. Oh,
1: that'll be fun. But my money's on Steel Boy, <laughs> which is a bit sad cause
0: it was. And in the final two places are Kundal of Fort Drayle at number seven. Yep. And Ord of Grolton at number eight. Uh, the multifaceted Ord.
1: Hmm. Keep going. Keep, keep, keep completing until we find something he's actually really good at. <laughs>
0: So, your first match will be Rast Celine. Alright,
1: so my picks are the True Knight of Thorns. I'm certainly hoping Kaylin will take the first yeah, round. Yeah.
0: What, you don't see Sir Parton pulling out an upset win?
1: No, not not against the True Knight of Thorns. If he was up against the Order of Grolton, I'd be prepared to. And give obviously, on.
0: I am not bothering to roll out any of these matches that Caelan is not directly participating in. I'm yeah, just yeah. declaring the winners as GM.
1: Yeah, that's fine. But you can tell me how the matches go. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um. And Kundal is my. Yep. So my pick is the True Knight of Thorns, Caelan, the Steel Juggernaut, and Kundal, which means it'll be a sausage fest. <laughs> which means. Which also means if I'm right, it'll be me up against the True Knight of Thorns, and um, the Steel Juggernaut up against Kundal. Mm-hmm.
0: To be honest, the sausage twist is not particularly unusual for the joust. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. of, You know, the average man is stronger than the is physically stronger than the average woman, which means even when you get up to these high levels of professional jousting, you will have more male competitors than female ones.
1: Yeah, I'm really um sad because my two choices for the qualifiers are eliminate let Rastaline or get taken out in the first round, mm-hmm. and I was rooting for her to go further. Mm-hmm.
0: So yes, we will see the first match upcoming. Rastaline and Rastaline will look at the board, you know, she comes over to you. Well, you've already beaten me at my game. Let's see if turnaround is fair play at yours. I'll see you on the horse. Aye. Looking forward to it. (laughs) And then we will go to the first round of the Rushlight Tournament drunken joust dun 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 dun. dun.